0: Bruce Cook is honored to have you join his conversations with people committed to talking with heart and brain functions in full operating gear. No spin, no agenda, just authentic conversation on just about anything. Welcome to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Toledo University linebacker Deshwan Johnson, named Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in this year's NFL draft, will be going to the LA Rams. He's joined by Melanie Salata-Fitch, CEO of the Mr. Irrelevant program started by her late dad and San Francisco 49ers player, Paul Solana. They talk about life growing up tough and strong and finding the will to go all the way to the top prize in the sport also on the show kidney donor heidi miller co-founder of the lifesavers foundation of orange county on a new nonprofit with the purpose of funding kidney donors and recipients in need of support in order for the transplant to take place the bruce cook conversation with your host bruce cook trending now here's your host bruce cook Brought to you by Up Family Neurosciences Institute at Hode.
1: We're live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Bruce Cook, and it is Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Sunday afternoon, Los Angeles, Orange County, Inland Empire, even parts of San Diego. Good evening, everyone. It's the time of year when sports all over the country are negotiating. There are drafts. There are picks. There are... Agents making deals like crazy and making billions and millions and trillions of dollars and on and on and on. Uh, we had the NBA draft and and not too long ago, we also had the NFL draft, the annual, the annual celebration. All of these situations are kind of dream machines for athletes, uh, young ones and old ones, dreamers that aren't athletes. Uh, The thing that strikes me the most is the idea of being picked, of being chosen. I think we are all geared our our entire lives about being the one in whatever it is, not just sports. Being picked to be on whatever team, being picked to go to whatever school, being picked to participate in anything. So our lives are kind of geared to choice. And on our show today, we've chosen to concentrate on the NFL draft and specifically on the last pick of that draft. How many of you have heard of or know about Irrelevant Week? How many? I bet you all do. It's been around for decades. It was started by a great guy, the late Paul Salada. He passed away not too long ago. Paul played uh, professional football for a number of teams including the San Francisco 49ers. Became a very successful businessman in California, raised a family, but his heart was always in the game because to him the game and life were one and it was all about sportsmanship. It was all about doing your best helping others, and that's where this Irrelevant we came from. And by the way, for those of you who don't really know, it has really become an institution within the National Football League. The whole concept of honoring and celebrating that last pick and calling him Mr. Irrelevant and giving him that nickname has been a big deal for 50 years, and this year it's no different. And one of the reasons is last year, Mr. Irrelevant was a guy named Brock Purdy. Any sports fan, any football fan, and again, we're talking San Francisco 49ers, resonates with the story of Brock because look what he's done. Look what he's done in a season. He had gone from the bottom of the pick to becoming a sports star in one season. And Paul Salata is smiling about this up there. He's smiling about it because his motto was always you never know. You got to help them out, you got to do your best and anything can happen. So with that bit of a an introduction, we're going to bring on the telephone today Melanie Fitch, who has taken over for her dad. She runs the Irrelevant Week. She actually goes to the NFL draft and stands before all the teammates and all the players and all the the owners and does this announcement every year. And this year, we're also going to get on the show today, that pick. And that pick is a young man named Deshwan Johnson, and he is from Detroit. And guess what? He'll be playing for the Rams right here in Los Angeles he is Mr. Irrelevant 2023. He was pick number 259 in the seventh round just weeks ago. So I believe both Melanie and Deshwan are on the phone. Welcome. Let me talk to Melanie first. Where are you, Melanie?
2: Hi,
1: Bruce.
2: Talk oh, louder. Yeah. Talk louder. Oh, hi, Bruce. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, perfect, perfect. Welcome.
2: Okay, sorry. Welcome. We're in the war room planning the Lozman banquet, so we're hustling around getting ready for his one Lozman banquet tomorrow night.
1: It's oh, a big. It's a big, it's a big deal at a Cannery Restaurant, Newport Beach. And I understand that uh, your good friend and former college friend and and buddy uh, <clears throat> from ESPN Radio, Mr. John Ireland, will be the host MC. Is that correct?
2: Yes, we're excited. He's fun to to host things, so we're looking forward to him leading the group tomorrow night to uh, honor and uh, maybe do a little roasting of Mr. Irrelevant.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, not so much a hosting as a roasting.
2: We'll we'll say some nice things, too. Desmond's really a nice guy, so we'll tone it down for him this year. But, yeah, it's all in fun, and we just want to focus on him and make Mr. Reller feel like he's very special, so tomorrow night's a really fun night
1: for him. Well, let's talk more about that in a minute, but first, Deshwan, please say hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. So good to have you on the show, and congratulations. So much goodwill and so many good wishes for you. You're going to do just as well as Brock Purdy next year. We're going to watch that and and see it happen. I I'm blessed to be here. You know what? Everything I've read about you is what you just said about being blessed to be here. Thankful, honored, appreciative. And what I'd like to talk to you about is your dad. Because everything I've read is how much your dad meant to you. He was a football player. His life was cut short. But in, in whatever reporting that's been done of you, you have said that this honor this ability to to make the draft is for your dad talk to me about it
3: uh yeah it was pretty uh hard growing up without a father but my granddad he uh he took that role and he's my father figure so i had him and, you know and also my mom she played a tough role playing both parts but uh i started playing football because my dad and like i just want to uh be like him growing up so You know, know, my whole family, they came and they supported me the whole way through, like, every game since I was five years old. like, I just took it on from there. I wanted to uh, reach new heights. I wanted to go where he uh, couldn't go, you know, things of that nature.
1: If it's not too personal, tell me about your dad. How old were you when you lost him?
3: I was four. I was four turning five. So you were just a baby. Yes, but I still had a little... uh, you no, know, little memories of him as I was like as, you know, young.
1: Is there one memory you could share with us on radio tonight? <laughs>
3: yeah, it was just one uh I remember him taking me out the car, like he would just pick me up, throw me in the air. Like it's it's so much for, like a dream, like, you know, because like as a young like being that young and you know, the next day somebody's you know just gone. But like that's a uh one memory memory I cherish.
1: Well, you better hold on to that memory. Because when you're playing, that memory is going to carry you across the finish line. If you, if you don't mind my saying that, what about your granddad? You said he stepped in. Tell me about him.
3: Oh uh, yeah, my granddad. He, he always kept my mind on the straight path. He's very, I, I would say, so strict. He's very strict and kept my mind on the uh, right path and kept me going hard. You know.
1: That's perfect. That's what it takes. You were born in Detroit and went to school there. You went to um, high school in Detroit, and also, um, or no way, you went to high school in Toledo. No, no, Detroit. No, I, yeah, you went to Toledo University. That's where you. That's where you came from before. Before professional football knocked yeah. on the door. Everything that I've heard about you in terms of your high school career was that uh, you were just what just what your granddad was talking about. You stayed the course. You were there. You were present. You were on fire, but you didn't you didn't you weren't changing paths. You weren't making lots of decisions. You just stayed the course. What is that all about?
3: Uh I'd just say I I try my best, to, you know, stay consistent. You know, Football's an everyday lifestyle for me even though off season like off season I'm getting ready to I'm training for football so every Every day I had a new goal and I reached it, even if it was something small. And it, it was always something to do with football or training. Like So, like, I just kept, you know, kept on the uh, right path and just stuck to my uh, daily routine.
1: what about in college? Same same thing in college. Yeah, I took that, I
3: took the same mindset. It, it stuck with me the whole way. You know, it got me to where I am, and I'm going to uh, keep that same mindset. Every day get better, you know, get better than yesterday's best. So every day now, waking up, I'm blessed to wake up. So every day, I just put that mind, into it, and focus on football. Or like right now, I'm spending time with my family because I really don't have like a lot of time with them. No, I can spend with them with my busy schedule. So like, right now, my uh, my main focus is just spending time and just like cherishing the moments I can with my family.
1: Is your family here in in California with you for this irrelevant week? Uh Yes, <laughs> and this our,
3: our first time, well, everybody's first time I like, have been out here, so it's just a blessing to see everybody smile and just, like, come together.
1: Melanie, have you met the family? Oh, well, yeah.
2: Huh? We've been play- <laughs> yes, I have. We've Talk been, to me. We've been playing with them all week. They are very fun. one's fun, but his family is really fun.
1: What have you been doing? Well, we, are we in person? Yeah. Go ahead. My best, you can go. Mel, jump in there. Oh, what, what have you I'm been sorry. doing this we, week? We
2: we took him. We took him surfing, and he got up. He had the uh, Orange County Surf Riders Club or his his instructors, and he got up. He looked good. But his his uncle went out. Uh, his best friend went out surfing. And his uncle went out surfing, and uh, they all got up. So I don't know if it's their expertise or just the board writers club our uh, their instructors. We, um, we sent them out on the, um, I don't know, Redatta and uh, just kiddingly we asked the family if they, anyone wanted a life preserver, and kind of all the all the hands went up, so it kind of looked like the Titanic. They all had those orange life <laughs> preservers on them, and uh, but I think they had a good time. I, I does you had a good time, didn't you?
3: Oh uh, yeah, that was my first time. I definitely had a great time, I think I'm gonna catch me one more wave before
1: I leave. Des one, you're like 290 pounds. What are you doing on a surfboard? Uh, no, no, I did not know. <laughs> I had no idea, but hey, I made it.
3: And I got to it. So
1: that's so pretty. Doing, good. Uh, huh? That's pretty good.
3: Oh uh, yeah, you know I could do it all. So like it was just fun. Like my first time that like, I can you know I stood up and you know caught a few. So I think like that's that might be something new for me.
1: Did you see any sharks bite go by? Oh, yes. I was not Don't trying to think shark. about the shark. no no sharks. No, no sharks. Was, they would have seen me oh, run yes. on water if I seen this shark. All right, then what else have you had? Have you ever been in the Pacific Ocean before? or Is this a first for that? Oh, this is the first. Wow, you've
2: never seen the yeah. Pacific Ocean. You've He's never, never seen it. an ocean. No.
1: Have you really? You've never. This is amazing. Not only have you seen an ocean, you've been in the ocean, and oh, you've been yeah. and on a surfboard. Yeah, <laughs> The Rams are going to be a piece of cake.
3: This, is, yeah, I was, I was
1: this is going to be a piece of cake. You've done it. I've done yeah,
2: it, if he, could sur- if he could survive a relevant week, he could survive Rams and the NFL, I'm sure.
1: And there's no question about it. What else have you done, Mel, besides surfing? What, where Where else has the family been?
2: He wanted to go to Disneyland. That was his one request. So we set up for him to get to, he went to Disneyland on Friday. He um. Today he was a, a guest of Mariners Church. He was able to go to church, and then um, tomorrow he's going to go paddling with the um, with the Newport Aquatic Center. He's going to put him in an outrigger canoe. Hopefully he doesn't flip over. And then on Tuesday he's going to be a guest of the Angels at the Angels White Sox game.
1: Pretty good. Have you ever had more fun? This one,
3: I, I definitely. I, I really been busy, so like. This this is exactly what I needed, especially uh to have my family here and to spend some time with them. So I'm like I said, I'm blessed. I couldn't ask for nothing more.
1: What'd your mom say about California? Does she like it? Oh yeah, she loves it.
3: She 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 trying to stay. I <laughs> she's trying to stay.
1: Of course she's gonna stay. You're gonna be pl- <laughs> you're gonna be playing in LA. you you better find her a place to live. Of course. Of course, that's in the plan. The some, time. Something nice?
3: Of course, so it's always gonna be something nice for my mom. Of course, you it,
1: You better believe that. Here, here. Okay, his
2: mom is great. His mom is really great.
1: What's her, her name? Lucretia Speaker. Lucretia. Lucretia? Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Have you have you taken to any great restaurants, Mel? Have you dined Have you dined anywhere?
2: <laughs> no, we don't feed them at all. We just take them to events. So.
1: Yeah. Well, what are they <laughs> supposed just to do? We're
2: them for the week. No. Um, the Bellevue Yacht Club, we they did a barbecue for for them. Um, we went. We've been pretty much eating at the yacht clubs because they've been their their guests. So we went to a brunch today at the Newport Beach Yacht Club. He um, has dinner tonight at the Newport Rib Company, and then um, tomorrow the cannery. We're taking over the entire cannery to the Roseman banquet, so that's going to be a nice dinner for him.
1: And I'm then Tuesday. I'm sorry? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Then Tuesday uh, is a baseball game. you got to have hot dogs and all the good stuff at the Angel Stadium.
1: Talk to me about Cannery tomorrow night. What are you going to do besides John Ireland and what other sports guys are going to be there? And and also, uh, I understand there's a charity element in this. Talk about that.
2: Uh, yes. Um, actually, with all the fun that we do have, we do raise money for charity. So, um, all of our efforts, we, we do try to have fun, but we try to raise money. And so this year, the uh, majority of the money is going to go to Orange County Youth Sports Foundation to raise money for scholarships for um, first-time uh, scholar-athletes to be able to be have scholarships to college. And we're also helping um, CHOC and Children's Hospital LA with um, their programs, with donations to their programs and um it, i think they're they're we're looking forward to donating to their to their programs and and so it makes it fun even though we're celebrating we're, we're raising money for charities too and so at the banquet tomorrow night there'll be um, sports celebrities that john ireland will have fun with so paul mcdonald is coming that was a quarterback at sc and also played for uh cleveland Cowboys. He, he actually has been to one of Deswan's games. He went to Toledo and watched the game. So we're going. doesn't know this, but we're going to have some fun with that. Um, you know, Jackie Slater is supposed to be coming out. Um, Jesse Sapolo um, is going to be representing the National Football League. We have a former Mister Irrelevant, Ryan Hogue, is going to come out and give him the Lozman Trophy and welcome him to the club, so to speak. Um, Steve Fryer is going to come and tell. Uh, there's one stats. It's, it's We've got some other surprises for him. It's, it's just a fun night.
1: Is this the 53rd Irrelevant?
2: This is, this is the 48. So, okay. 48. Yeah, he's Mr. Irrelevant 48, and then in two years we'll do the 50th year. Big Bi- time.
1: Yeah, really is big time. The sports, the youth sports, is having their uh, event tonight in Beverly Hills.
2: Oh yeah, Firestone. Yeah.
1: The Firestone Foundation. Right. That's tonight. Yeah. I said a lot of good things happening around the sports world. A lot of selection, a lot of choices. I understand um, Ron Salisbury, who was on K L A A this morning with the Andy Harris show, is also involved with in charity, and he is. And you're, you, you two, are donating to Chalk and Children's Hospital, and he's trying to raise a million dollars. It's the hundredth year as a restaurateur. El Cholo, of course, and the cannery is also his restaurant. So it sounds like you're helping a lot of people.
2: Oh, yeah. The, the Salisbury's are exactly what you said. It's their 100th year. They're trying to raise a, a million dollars. So we we support his idea. The, at the banquet, we also have an award called the Paul Salata Award, the Hero Beyond the Hash Marks. And Tim Lee is the honoree this year. And Ron Salisbury was the honoree last year, so Ron Salisbury is gonna be presenting Tim Mead with his um, trophy, uh, and then the money, Tim Mead asked for money to go to scholarships because the they get to the designate where money goes. So um, we're really trying to help a lot of programs and we're looking forward to doing so.
1: Super, listen, we have to take a break. one and Mel, we're gonna take a two minute break. When we come back, More to talk about, so don't leave me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bruce Cook, Angels Radio AMA 30, KLAA.
4: The Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, the Hogue Epilepsy Program is accredited by the National Association of Epilepsy Centers as a Level 4 Epilepsy Center. This means that our experts provide the highest level care for patients with complex epilepsy. Our patient-centered approach to epilepsy treatment combined with state-of-the-art technology, including robotics and laser ablation, ensure the best possible outcomes for our patients. To learn more or for an evaluation, call 949-966-0243 or visit Hogue.org forward slash epilepsycare.
1: It is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. Dangerous not to listen to the Bruce Cook conversation, especially today with my special guest, Deshwan Johnson the Mr. Irrelevant 2023 defensive lineman playing for the uh, Los Angeles Rams coming up this year. We also have on our show today Melanie Fitch, who is the chairman of Irrelevant Week, and we are talking football and life, and we're back. And I want to ask Deshwan, I understand that at the draft— You were shuffled between all kinds of teams that were interviewing you and talking to you. You met with the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Steelers, Falcons, Packers, Bengals, uh, Commanders, the 49ers, Patriots, and the Rams. Did you think the Rams were going to pick you? Did you have any clue?
3: Uh, through the whole draft process, it was pretty hard. Like every team I talked to, gave me a lot of love and themselves a certain ways for me. But as, as the draft was going on, and before the draft started, like I had to put everything in God's hands. Like God already wrote it, and everything's in His book. I just got to continue to do it. I've been doing my whole life. So that last pick, I seen the Rams had traded, and I got that call, and it was just like. I want, you know, I want to change it for the world. I get to learn. I'm one of the best players that ever played in my position, so
1: I can't complain. Absolutely not. Uh, a lot of sports pundits were talking, have been talking on talk radio and elsewhere, in in the sports columns and newspapers, uh, putting forth the theory that the Rams were waiting and waiting and waiting that they may have wanted to pick you, but they just weren't sure and. That the end, they were waiting because they wanted to make sure that they got you at the very end. Have you heard that?
3: Uh, No, I haven't.
1: And they didn't want anybody else to get you, by the way. This is a good thing. Yeah. Melanie, what do you have to say?
2: I think it was all planned. I think Dead One's a star. part <laughs> <laughs> well, all part of their relevant plans, um I think he's he's a good fit for the Rams. I think he's from my spies that have been watching him. They he's really been doing well at the mini camps, and so we're excited to be able to. We want him to make the team. We're we're his irrelevant fans.
1: Well, I don't think there's any question. He's got to make the team because a lot of people are going to be watching. But he already knows that it's going to happen. He knows it in his heart. He knows it in his head. So. What else could happen? Nothing. i have got tickets for here. the first
2: game, which uh, the Rams' very first preseason game is Rams-Chargers. We're going to go out there in force and cheer on, cheer on Desmond.
1: That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, tomorrow, for Irrelevant Week, uh, bank for the mm-hmm. Loesman Banquet, uh, mm-hmm. any other surprises you'd like to share with us?
2: No, you're a radio guy. I'm not going to tell you surprises.
1: All right, well, you got to try and get the scoop. You know, without a without a scoop, you're fired. No job.
2: Uh, no, I, I, you're a dear friend, but I'm not telling. I'm not. I don't kiss and tell. So no.
1: <laughs> All right. This one. What's been the best? What's been the best moment for you between surfing and dining at the Rib Company and the yacht clubs and God knows what else you've been doing? Has there been a moment? Obviously, tomorrow will cap it. But what what has been the most special time?
3: Um, every moment, like every 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 event, every event, every moment, like every second, has been the best time. Like just seeing my family out here and just spending time with them, seeing them smiles, you know, stress free, just seeing them live a life you know, like a vacation for them. So, like, this whole, this whole week just been the best moment, you know.
1: Appreciation is a wonderful quality, my man, a wonderful quality. Have you called back to friends back in Ohio at, at Toledo or elsewhere to talk to them about what's going on?
3: Uh, yeah, they definitely called me and checked on me and uh, asked me how things were. And they they just said, like, they was happy for me and I deserved it.
1: Good, 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 good. Melanie, any last minute uh, places at Irrelevant relevant banquet, or or what about a how about a uh, a website or a phone number or a, or an email if somebody wants to know more or maybe they want to donate it to donate to these charities.
2: You know, we always love donations. So our, our website is Mister Irrelevant So it's the M R I R R E L E V A N T dot org. And uh, we the, actually the banquet is sold out. There's a lot of you know, a lot of interest um, in able to go, to be able to go. But um, we we'd love for people to donate to our programs and, and just to look at all the info on it and, and support uh, support irrelevantly.
1: Sounds pretty good, ladies and gentlemen listening again. Check this out, MrIrrelevant.org. Again, it's MrIrrelevant dot org and uh, learn more about all the programs the charities and also the people and the spirit of Paul Salada and Melanie Salada and your family that continues to do this is greatly greatly honored and appreciated so Deswan Deswan we wish you the very very best because you are the pick and that's what our show has been all about tonight finally making that amazing move that doesn't happen to everybody and it doesn't happen easily. It takes a lot to get there. So take that and go forward and and uh, be a super success at the Rams. Make the team. Yeah, sir, I appreciate you. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's, a, it's been a pleasure. Melanie, thank you so much for coming on today and bringing Swan And we'll see you tomorrow night. Okay, thank you for I, your relevant
2: broadcast. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it is super irrelevant, but I'm happy. You're
2: always so relevant. This is a nice change for your broadcast. We'd like to thank you for
1: that. All right, well, I appreciate that very much, too. <laughs> anyway, have a great evening tonight and a okay. good day tomorrow. Thank you. We're going on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Bruce Cook. In the conversation tonight on Angels Radio, we're going to take a break. We're going to switch gears and come back, so stay with me. I'm so
0: Tell you what my walls know It's my first hello Oh my Such a relief I can be me I don't put on no show
4: It's my first hello Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute at Hogue is ranked in the top 1% in the nation by U.S. News & World Report. It provides world-class care through multidisciplinary expert teams, each focusing on specific disorders of the brain and spine, such as stroke, aneurysms, brain tumors, Parkinson's disease, cognitive disorders including Alzheimer's, epilepsy, back pain, as well as spinal cord issues, addiction medicine, and sleep disorders. Our renowned experts offer the best evidence-based care, state-of-the-art technology, and the latest clinical research, all focused on the individual patient. Our stroke program was the first in Orange County named as a Certified Comprehensive Stroke Center, and our Brain Tumor Program is the largest in Orange County and among the top volume programs in the Western United States. Pick up Family Neurosciences Institute, Compassionate Care, Clinical Excellence, Creative Intelligence. To learn more, call 949-516-9075 or visit hoag.org forward slash neuroinstitute.
1: Something really about the way my next guest comes on the air, because she is so special. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I am part of my next guest. I am sitting here at the at the table at Angels Radio, and the reason that I'm sitting here is that my next guest's kidney is in my body, so I am actually part of my next guest. Her name is Heidi Miller, and with Heidi Miller, and with a woman named Carol Pickup, We have created the Lifesavers Foundation of Orange County, ladies and gentlemen, and we launched it this year on uh, January. I believe it was the 17th. I guess I should know that. Heidi will correct me. Uh, Anyway, we're going to hear more about it because we are saving lives, people, right here in Southern California. We are doing God's work. Heidi Miller, join the show. Uh, Thank you, Bruce.
5: Yes, and it was... uh a fabulous gala was January nineteenth. Nineteenth. That really, really kicked off the, you know, kicked off the big start of uh, something really big.
1: You know, I keep saying the seventeenth because the seventeenth is the date that you gave me that kidney, November the seventeenth, which is coming up uh, in a few months, and uh, I will never forget that date. I will not be so corny to say it was a a second birth, but. You know, it it did save my life. And you, because you are the most amazing person who, I mean, not just because you gave me a kidney, but because you have spent countless, countless years of your life helping people. You've donated bone marrow and saved the life of a friend. Who does these kinds of things? As your late dad said... You are an angel, and you are now yeah. helping other people. You are now helping other people. Tell me about the Lifesavers Foundation, which you run right now as executive director. Uh, Mrs. Carol Pickup is the founding chairman and our major donor, and you are running this charity. You have already completed a transplant and working on others. Share with the audience. Well, it's been,
5: it's been a remarkable, you know, five plus years since we had our transplant and what I really saw at that time was you know I had to spend about oh maybe 15 or 20 days going to various hospitals and getting tested full days going down to Scripps in La Jolla going up to Cedar Sinai in Beverly Hills where we did have our surgery and taking all those days off work you know the gas expenses um you know the parking I mean there's just things that go on and on and on and I kept thinking well I can do this, but not everybody can take the time off work. You know, they can't financially do this. And uh, after our surgery, you know, you and I talked about this, and we decided we really wanted to give back. So we were blessed with getting a ton of press. And all of a sudden, I started getting phone calls right and left from people who needed kidneys, uh, people, how do I find a Heidi, You know, I've been on dialysis, like Bruce, for five and a half years. I need to find a kidney. And so I really started to think that, you know, I need to jumpstart some kind of a foundation or something that will help people who are in need. And one of the biggest problems is I I started mentoring people, and you'd see all kinds. You'd see a father coming because the son needed a kidney, and they're going to have the brother uh, donate a kidney, and the father's going to pay the out-of-pocket expenses. But then I also had a young woman from San Diego County who worked at Home Depot. And she said, I live paycheck to paycheck. I want to donate to my father, um, but he doesn't have any money either. And so we're not going to be able to do the surgery because I can't take the time off work. I'll lose my job. I'll lose my house. I'll lose my car. And, but my I want to save my dad's life. Help me. So that's where the idea kind of came, came, you know, to fruition is really to see the need that was out there and why isn't there some kind of organization locally because we're staying regional we want to stay in southern california but why isn't there some kind of organization that will help everybody whether you're an independent contractor you've worked for a large company you're self-employed um all those people they need help and that's kind of how you and i started the foundation uh in the beginning uh, about five years ago and now carol has just taken off and she's just done wonderful things that you and i could not do and we're so grateful so that's kind of really in a nutshell what we're doing we're helping not only we helping bring awareness we're mentoring we're educating i take people from the very beginning i hold their hand when they're first deciding they want to donate a kidney all the way through the transplant process and then our foundation helps them financially so they can take those couple months off work it, we can pay their out-of-pocket expenses, whether it's a hotel, it's um, travel, all kinds of things like that. So this has come full circle for us, and I couldn't be happier.
1: Talk about the recent uh, patient that you dealt with, Mr. Uh, Lanningham.
5: Oh, he was, he was, what, what a doll. Um, in the last five years, I've probably mentored about now, it's about 130, 140 people. Helped math about 45, and at least 30 have had surgery. And James was our first since our gala in January, in the 19th of January, where we could actually have the money to fund people. Um, he was the first. He actually worked for the pickup uh, family. He worked at the Newport Beach Country Club. He was in dire need of a kidney. So we did flyers, and we did awareness, and I met with him several times and encouraged him to get, um, get registered. He was on dialysis. Um, now, he's the perfect person for our, our um, foundation to help. Because he's a valet at the Newport Beach Country Club. And he needed to take three months off work after his transplant. But it would be really hard for him to do that financially. And we stepped forward. Um, so not only did we help him with getting registered at USC Tech, um, we told him all everything that you need to know from start to finish about uh, his kidney transplant. But he was out there with his flyer. He had a couple people who had started to get testing when all of a sudden, he got the call, and the call is everybody who's on uh, dialysis, they're registered at a hospital needing a kidney, and that call means there's a deceased donor that has become available, and you're a match. And so James got that call of all, of all days, April 1st, April Fool's Day. He got the call, and he raced up to USC Tech. They did all the testing, and come to find out it wasn't supposed to be for him. It was supposed to be for another gentleman. But that gentleman came in after he got the call, did all the testing. They found out he had COVID and sent him home. The next person on the list was James. He got that kidney. He's doing great. I've seen him about five or six times. He's going to go back to work July 1st. We gave him the first grant from the Lifesavers Foundation of Orange County, and it's just the most wonderful success story.
1: (laughs) It's amazing. I understand that there are several more in the lineup, but they're working on right now.
5: Yes, we're working on about, there's, you know, in various stages, there's about 15. But there's two or three. Um, One one that we recently helped match, she was at the gala. Her name is Cindy Kelly. And she was at the gala, desperate need of a kidney. She was going to have to start dialysis, which, you know, you have to get the fistula, you know, into your arm. And you have to get all ready. And mentally, it's just a really, really tough thing. And she just didn't want to have to go through dialysis and we worked really hard. We did the uh, two, I did two flyers for her. She sent them out over all of her social media accounts. She did LinkedIn. She emailed them to everybody and somebody that she knows, a guy named Adam Gaines who lives in New Mexico, actually um, he stepped forward and said, you know, I can't take time off work, Heidi, but you know, if if you're telling me that the foundation can help me um, so that I don't lose, you know, you know, three months, of work because I live paycheck to paycheck. If you can if you can help me, I'm going to donate a kidney to Cindy, but I can't do it without your help. And so I've been mentoring Cindy for two years, Adam for about five months. He's going to do what's called the paired exchange because he's not a blood match for Cindy, but it didn't matter because he's going to donate his kidney into the paired exchange program, and then Cindy will get a kidney out of the paired exchange program. So that's the, most, that's the next most current that we're gonna have and I talked to um I talked to Adam all the time and he drove up in his in his 38 uh, foot RV and the wonderful people at UCI allowed him to park the RV on the campus there uh, at the medical center while he was getting tested so everybody kind of came forward and helped him we're gonna also help him right after his surgery I have a goodie package I call it the lifesavers care package and it has, like, a heated neck wrap, a back support back, a heated support back wrap, and um, and then goodies, like chocolates and kind bars and fun things like that. But it's just a little goodie bag to help you get through that first week or two after your transplant. And both the donor and the recipient get get that, and it's directly from Life Series Foundation of Orange County.
1: It's so great. Listen, I wonder if you'd share a couple more stories. The first one, uh, you're... Altruism inspired a certain college president here in Orange County to donate a kidney just prior to the founding of this organization. Would you share that story with the audience? I think it's quite heartwarming.
5: Well, it's my favorite, favorite story. Um, I speak at Chapman. uh, It's an entrepreneurship MBA and undergraduate program. So when Dr. Doty, Dr. Jim Doty, gave me a call about two and a half, three years ago, I didn't think anything of it because I thought he was just talking about some kind of a upcoming speech or something. And then he started asking me every kind of question you could imagine about kidney donation, about being a kidney donor, about time off, recuperation, everything. So finally I just said, Jim, why are you asking me all these questions about kidney, you know, kidney donation? And he said, Heidi, I was so, 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 so uh, impressed by um, you giving your, kidney you and and saving his life that you inspired me and i want to do it too and i was i mean it was the most wonderful phone call i think i had ever received i was overjoyed and he said but you know i'm i'm at the Chapman university i don't have time to set up the appointments i don't have time to do the homework if you can set it up for me and tell me where to go to get tested you know give me the forms do whatever you have to do um i want to donate a kidney so i did I immediately called UCI, Dr. Reddy, who's head of the UCI transplant program, and put him in touch, and Jim started his due diligence and his testing. And at first, they said, you know, he's 72 years old. And they said, you're too old. You know, we're not going to have you tested. And, you know, Jim is a, you know, he's a fighter, and he's a statistician. And so he researched and researched, and he found in Canada, no, it was in England, there was an 82-year-old gentleman that donated a kidney and came out just fine. And he lived like another 10, 12 years or something like that. And he presented that to the board at UCI. And I think they probably shook their head and said, oh, my goodness, this guy is, um, you know, he's, he's a bulldog. He's not going to take no. And so they said, okay, you can get tested. And, of course, not taking that a 72-year-old could donate a kidney. They didn't know Jim Doty. He is a uh, avid marathon runner. He is, is the most He's 73 or 74 now, um, most sick person you'll see in your life. He climbed all the 14ers, all the big mountains. He's a huge mountain climber. He's just this unbelievable athlete. And so he called me, you know, with HIPAA laws, nobody can tell you anything. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about when my testing, and you couldn't tell me anything about your testing. We had to talk to each other during our, during our um, testing process. Well, the same thing with Jim. So I said, well, call me after, you know, they're letting you get tested wonderful. And I said, call me after each one of your series. So he called me and told me that everything looked good. So one day he called me, he said, well, I finished the treadmill test today and and the heart and all that stuff. And I said, great, how'd it go? He goes, I blew him out of the water. And he said, my insides or my my heart, my everything else is like a 35-year-old man. And um, I'm cleared to uh, donate a kidney, altruistically. So, I mean, to me, Somebody who really donates a kidney altruistically where you don't even know anything about the person. You don't care. You're going to donate into the pool. And so whoever at UCI has um, a closest match is going to get that kidney. And he did. It was in March. I believe it was like March 20th or something like that. I went to see him the next day, and uh, it was the most wonderful story. And, you know, he's been the president of Chapman University for 25 years. So I'm in his hospital room with Lynn, his wife, and uh, the doctor comes in and says, Would, you know, do you want to meet the recipient? And he said, oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And, you know, so we were talking, and all of a sudden he had his computer. And he said, Heidi, said, listen to this. And he read me a letter. And it was from, like, Andrea at Chapman EDU. So it was obviously a Chapman University student. And it said, dear Dr. Doty." I just came back from spring break with the most wonderful news. My father owns a cabinet-making company in Santa Ana, and one of his employees was in dire need of a kidney. He'd been on dialysis for over five years. The most wonderful news is uh, this gentleman got got a kidney over spring break, but the astonishing news is that kidney came from you.
1: Unbelievable. And
5: unbelievable. You know, I, so I told him, I said, you can't even donate a kidney without Chapman University being involved. And I just think it's a beautiful story about altruistic giving, altruistic donation. And yeah, the greatest thing you can ever do in your life really is to help one another and to give the gift of life is that ultimate way to help.
1: And that's the perfect way to go, to, go into our next break. Heidi Miller, you—you, you, it's almost rehearsed. Uh, thank you for sharing that story. And thank you Mr. Dr. Jim Doty, um, unbelievable, unbelievable! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bruce Cook. It's a conversation tonight. I'm talking to Heidi Miller. She is the executive director of the Orange County Lifesavers Foundation. We will be right back. Don't go away. Coast to coast
4: As part of the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, Hoag's Neurospine Program offers innovative methods to reduce pain, inflammation, and improve mobility safely and effectively, often without surgery. Should you need surgery, Hoag is a leader with minimally invasive techniques, 3D imaging, and robotics to restore your golf swing or your swing dance. Many of our patients go home in just a few hours, walking the very next day. Call our dedicated nurse navigator at 949-537-2931 for an evaluation or visit hoag.org forward slash sign.
1: It is all right everybody it's all right i'm telling you it is all right you can believe it because i'm bruce cook it's the conversation on angels radio tonight with heidi miller heidi incredible stories incredible stories what is the plan for the foundation over the next year it's an it's in its infancy you've already been making some great donations and and connections what is your hope
5: well you know you look at it, i think January 19th, we've really done some remarkable things, um, and it's only going to grow larger and larger, because it's just like, say, maybe 20 years, 30 years ago, cancer was a taboo. You know, didn't, people didn't, if they got cancer, they didn't want to talk about it. And with kidney disease now, there's so many celebrities. Look at Tina Turner. You know, Tina Turner um, got a kidney transplant from her husband, um, and, and a lot of people didn't know that whole story about her. And she got it when she was in her late 70s. And, you know, it just brings kidney disease transplantation to the forefront and makes it not so taboo. And that's what I love is, you know, we, we continue to get a lot of wonderful press. And it's, uh, every time anybody reads an article, we're educating. And so that's what's so exciting that our foundation is doing. We're educating, we're mentoring, we're doing all kinds of things like that. And so now I'm getting phone calls. I used to get maybe three or four, or five a month, something like that. I'm getting twenty a month now, and it's going to keep growing and growing. And it takes like between with you and I. You're um, when I called you, it was like July 11th or something like that. And uh, you know, I got tested at a couple different hospitals, and our surgery was November 17th. So July, August, September, October. So it takes basically four months four to six months from the beginning to the transplant. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get more people in the lineup. And with the awareness that's happening right now, that's what we're doing. So the foundation is enabling me, you, all of us to uh, spread the word, get, get the word out there. And because of the articles and because of like this show and things like that, and Carol being involved and she's spreading the word more and more people are coming forward. They're not afraid. They're, seeing that there's people that are out there that are willing to help. There's a wonderful, wonderful support group mm-hmm. called Saddleback Kidney Support Group um, that has been around for a few years. They're getting more calls. They're getting more people to join them and to learn more about uh, how they can get a kidney. Um, the families get involved because they want to ask all the questions. How do we find a Heidi? How do we find a life kidney donor? How do we, you know, can we get registered at more than one hospital? And All those kinds of questions. So, you know, the foundation... Because of the awareness, because of uh, the strength of the foundation, we're we're able to go out of the, way, the airwaves like we've never before, and we're getting more and more and more. I watch, I see the ramp up from January to today, uh, the end of June. How every single month I get more phone calls, more emails, more questions, and we're helping more people.
1: At the uh, January nineteenth uh, event. When you and others were speaking to the audience, which was a full house, uh, thankfully, you couldn't hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. Every bit of information was absorbed, and and for a lot of people, it was transformative. It's exactly what you're saying, that the information flow today is so great, and so many people are being helped, not just by the Orange County Lifesavers Foundation, but by the medical world Uh, and so many others so i thank you so much for sharing and coming on today and i hope you'll come back often and we'll keep pounding out the message because this foundation here in orange county helps both recipients and donors in need of financial support in order to make a life-saving gift ladies and gentlemen what's the what's the website or the phone number or give out some information
5: okay well the best way to get it's very easy um, and i do hope people who are listening. Well, think twice. Maybe you've had somebody with kidney disease in your family and you would like to possibly become a live kidney donor or any way that you'd like to help. We
1: Please only have a few seconds, Heidi.
5: It's Heidi Miller, kidney donor at gmail.com.
1: Heidi Miller, kidney donor at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today. I'm Bruce Cook. The conversation is concluded. Healthy, happy week. Come back again on Sunday nights. For the Bruce Cook Conversation. Good night.
2: Ways to get if you care enough for the make a little space make a better
0: You've been listening to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Hear the Bruce Cook Conversation on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific on AM 830 KLAA. And hear the podcasts of every show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public.